from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. NC State basketball tonight at UVA. I'm going to tease a conversation we're going to have on this later in the show. Oh, okay. By saying, and I do not take this lightly, this might be a must win for State. Mm. Must win to me when, when, you know, I've explained this in, in the past, but I don't say must win. Like, I hate, I hate when you're talking, it's like, oh, they must win this one, and then they lose, and then you're like, well, the next game's a must win. It's like, well, no, they already lost a must win. Something has to change. They didn't win a must win. It's like, it's like when you, uh, I get in this debate with, with my wife a lot. She can have, like, 37 best friends. I'm like, no, that's not what the word best means. Best means one. <laughs> Who is your best friend? Uh, must win means if you don't, it's over. Uh, so there are some things that I believe with State, if they don't win this game, could severely change their season. Um, these are the games they, they have to win to stay near or at the top of that middle tier of the ACC. And and if you're not near or at the top of, of that middle tier, I think the NCAA tournament becomes kind of a pipe dream. They are firmly on bubble watch right now. I, I don't think the ACC can depend on more than four teams in, in the NCAA tournament as it stands right now, three. And and that would be a crime because it's the ACC, but you know you got to call a spade a spade. Uh, so these games are the ones that are going to decide if you have a chance at that. Um, with that being said, UVA is not what UVA normally is, right? This is They're not a national championship contender over there. Uh, they are still leading the ACC in points allowed, fewest points allowed per game. But they're, they're not, you know, a typical Tony Bennett UVA team. Mm-mm. So, you know, the good news when you have a must win is when it's winnable. So if it is must win, I've, I haven't made it, haven't triple stamped the double stamp yet, yeah. haven't certified it as as a a must win game but if it is it's better against UVA than against some other teams if you lose this game you're going to fall into a tie with both Virginia and Wake Forest at 5 and 3 in the conference that's going to put you in a three-way tie for the fourth spot and win this game you are firmly actually in the top 3 because you'll be at you have one more win in the win column over Duke you only have a 6 and 2 record just like Florida State and this was before yesterday's game so before i mean there wasn't a lot of ACC action last night but there's at least one game uh, yeah, Syracuse, Florida State was yesterday. Uh, yep, true. Florida so State were, won that two one. Games. Uh, before those games took place, NC State was second in the standings, mm-hmm. but they were 10th in net ranking. So they were winning games, but the, the advanced analytics did not love their schedule, which means they're going to have a more difficult – and when I say 10th, I meant that was in the ACC. There's only 15 teams. So, you know, if you're near the bottom of that middle tier and the bottom of that, that group fighting for, for uh, an NCAA tournament spot – and you've played the easier part of the ACC schedule, that's that's not not looking good for you, which is why I believe it might be. And we'll have to decide later if it's a must-win. Uh, anything to add? No, sir. Let's quit it. Let's hit this. All right, let's get into a little hockey tonight. Carolina Hurricanes are on the road at Boston taking on the Bruins. By the way, radio exclusive, because it's not a Bally sports game. It's a ESPN Plus Hulu match. So, actually, I'm sorry, I take the back. I think it's a TNT game, actually. But nonetheless... Only way you can listen to the game, you know, Mike and Trip on the call, it's right here on 99.9 The Fan tonight. But here's something interesting to keep in mind. One, Andrei Svestikov did not travel with the team, so he's not playing today. But this might be the debut 
with the Canes debut of goalie Spencer Martin. There's a, he's going to play. If he doesn't play tonight, he's playing tomorrow. My guess is he plays tonight on the road. That way you have Ronta ready to go at home on the second of a back-to-back. Heck of a debut task. Right? If it is. Um, you mentioned Svets won't be there. Uh, the Bruins are good. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah, they are. And and they're not good in, like, a, a one-dimensional way. Right? They're not just out there to outscore you. They're just not out there to, uh, you know, get you off your game and keep it low scoring. They're not just dominating special teams. Uh, I looked up some of the rankings. Obviously, they're first in the Atlantic. Uh, they're first in the Eastern Conference, second in the NHL overall behind only Vancouver. But it's it's more impressive than that. Um, they're seventh in the league in goals scored per game. Fourth in the league in goals allowed per game. So that means they're finding the back of the net and they're stopping you from finding the back of the net. They're fourth in the league in power play percentage and fourth in the league in penalty kill percentage. That's pretty good. So they're they're going to test every aspect of the Canes. I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily. I think I think the Canes need games like this to, to spot check themselves amongst the best in the league. But if that is Spencer Martin in there and they're doing it without Svetch, it's a tall task. Because because you're you know you're not getting eased into it at all. The Bruins can play, and you're on the road for the only game on the road in a 12 game spread. Mm-hmm. You go six at home. This one on the road, five at home. So it's a it's an unusual game. This has one of those. By the way, Boston's won five straight games coming into this one. This has a feeling of if Carolina does lock things down defensively like we know they can, and just make things easy for Spencer Martin. This has like two one game written all over it. I feel like. An intense two-one. Exactly. Like, I mean, like playoff physical, feel, physical intense two-one type. Of, and and something that we got to keep in mind too, going to this game is like Carolina hasn't played since Sunday. It's had a couple of days to get ready for this one. But nonetheless, Kane's getting back in action. Like we've talked about before, if if Carolina, they kind of got that good grace. All right, you had that blip of a bad game, but as long as you're still playing well, that's fine. I thought overall they played pretty well. In Sunday's game against Minnesota, just couldn't score. Like, okay, keep playing well, but just score more than, you know, twice. <laughs> Something else we need to keep in mind as well. Like you have been? This is the mom's trip game. Oh, yeah. Bunch of the players have their moms on this trip. That's a good point. And as as Rod said, nobody wants to dis- disappoint mom. That's a good point. If, 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 if the, and, and if you think I'm joking, no, this is actually a team thing where – uh, you know, the players, and a lot of them are, you know, early 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, their moms get to go on the trip. They're, they're, they're hanging out with the team. There's there's photo shoots involved. It's, it's I think, cool. And, I mean, teams across the NHL do yeah. this. Like, some, like, usually in the years past, it's like one year it's dads, one mm-hmm. year it's moms, next year it's dads, one year it's moms. That, so it's a traditional the thing. Vibe, the vibe of the dads versus the vibe of the moms has to be hilarious. Right? Got to love it. Mom, moms get together on the road. What do you think it is? Stereotypically, it's going to be like a brunch, right? They're going to do some sightseeing. Maybe. Guys are finding a bar. Dads are going like, kids are at practice. <laughs> Let's find a driving range. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's all stereotypes. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
let's quit that. Let's hit this. Sports betting is coming to the, the state of North Carolina March 11th. We finally have a date. We've been we've been eyeing this for a while. There's, I mean, anytime the politicians get involved, you're, you're net, you know, until you're across the goal line, you're not across the goal line. Uh, but we talked with Brian Murphy earlier today, WRL Sports investigative reporter, who's been all over this from the very beginning. Sounds like it's happening. March 11th. The first and most obvious reaction is, the ACC tournament starts March 12th. Yeah. What's convenient timing? <laughs> I have a feeling that if the tournament started January 31st, January 30th, we would have had sports gambling. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so they, they did what they needed to do to have it available for the college basketball postseason. Um, obviously, and, you know, this is one of those caveats that I guess you have to mention, you know, gamble responsibly, don't go overboard. If you are a sports fan, it, it's it can make your entertainment more entertaining, right? If, if you do so responsibly and you, you you don't chase losses and all those other things that Kurt Warner tells you on those commercials, um, this can be a way to open up new fans to new sports. I have a uh, a buddy that wanted to get into soccer, right? Wanted to he picked a team over there in uh, in Europe, and I don't know which one it was. Uh, but it, like he, I don't know. He had some friends that were into soccer, and he just wanted to get into it, and he wanted to understand it. And the way that he got into it was he just started betting like two, three bucks on a game, right? And and it just made him track how he was. Uh, uh, and he this was in another state, by the way, where it was legal. I'm not <laughs> ratting out my buddy, uh, and I'm not sure they're coming after the two or three dollar betters anyway. Um, but he it made him track like his knowledge right he got better he understood more he and even if he wasn't getting bets right he understood like when it was a bad beat he understood uh you know when he got messed over by an injury he understood what was going on and he and he learned how to yell at the tv at the right time and not just look around and wait for everyone else to clap and and it it became a thing so if you want to get into golf if you want to get into hockey maybe you didn't grow up a hockey fan if you want to get into college basketball gambling can help that sort of thing that it can that it can. But again, responsibly. Responsibly. Now, again, this is going to be a mobile sports betting to start only. So yeah. that's one thing to keep in mind is that these sports books, the physical locations that we'll see at PNC Arena, that we'll see at Bank of America Stadium and some of these other venues, that's not going to happen for a while. This is just strictly going to be mobile betting to start. Eventually, we'll get to the point where we're going to have you can go to a, again, if you're at a Canes game at PNC Arena, where you can actually go to the ticket window in the in the of the sports book mm-hmm. and be like I want to place a x amount of dollars bet on whatever sporting event is taking place not even just at PNC anywhere like I want to bet x amount of dollars on Coco Golf in the Australian Open you could do that physically there that way you don't have to worry about opening an account on a mobile app setting everything up link a bank account all those kinds of things you can just physically do that in a location I'm actually more intrigued to see when that's going to happen because I think that's really where you're going to get the casual betters. Like, if I'm at PNC Arena for a hockey game, like... You don't even have to get up from your seat, man. It's right in your pocket. Well, I know. Yeah, you don't have to. But guess what? If I don't want to deal with the app and all that kind of stuff and deal with all setting up an account, I'm walking in and it's like, oh, you know what? I feel good about Seth Jarvis scoring a goal today. Let me put 10 bucks down. Oh, if I win, I get, you know, $35. Okay, cool. If not, all right, I'll buy one less beer. 
There's also, and, and the tickets are an interesting thing. Um, I haven't gotten into this, but like I've been to like Triple Crown races where uh, like at the Preakness, if there was a, uh, obviously, if, if there was, whoever the Derby winner was, a lot of people will go up and, and bet a, like a $1 ticket on that horse to win at the Preakness mm -hmm. with no intention of cashing it in case it becomes a Triple Crown. And then if it's a Triple Crown winner, you have like, hey, I bet on the Triple Crown winner and you frame it and you put it up in your house, which is a dollar like souvenir. Uh, so, like Canes fans at the beginning of the year, go put a dollar on the Canes to win the Stanley Cup. Sometimes that ticket becomes a keepsake uh, to remind you of an awesome season. So there's a bunch of weird, you know, if you're not a gambler, there's some weird idiosyncrasies that gamblers have. Uh, and, and hopefully we'll responsibly learn all about them. Let's quit that. Let's hit this. When we talked to Brian Murphy earlier today, the Board of Governors regarding the, in the state of North Carolina, and this is like the the state university education level that we're talking about here. So this is encompassing North Carolina, NC State, ECU, App, UNC Charlotte, Wilmington, you name it. It's the UNC public universities. This is not impact private schools like Wake Forest and Duke. But from when we talked to Brian Murphy earlier today, Tim, it seems like that the, the Board of Governors and the President of the UNC system are going to have final say when it comes to conference elite realignment. This pretty much is focusing on state and Carolina. Yeah, he kept bringing up uh, oversight. Yes, oversight. Uh, oversight is what they're looking for. Um, sounds like they didn't like that they didn't have the power. Uh, the politicians were like, wait a second, you're telling, you're telling me sports programs can do whatever they darn well please? I don't think so. Um, it's, it's about that. But also I thought it was interesting because, you know, I, I kind of brought up colloquially that I've been calling it the NC State UNC handcuffing to each other uh, for conference realignment. And and Brian, in his response, did say like, yeah, no one really no one really brought this up when App State or when uh, ECU or any of these others. When Charlotte joined the American yeah, Athletic when, Conference. When all these maybe uh, non-Power 5 schools decided they were going to change, nobody was like, oh, the UNC system has to overlook everything. It, it wasn't that. And, uh, and, and now it is, which is an interesting beast uh, because obviously the, the, the big boys wanted to, to get squirrely a little bit this past offseason, and we just can't have that. We need to let them know when and where they're allowed to think and go. In case you can't tell, yeah. I'm in favor of politicians staying out of sports. Yeah, this is – but this is once again where we – where things are so muddy in terms mm -hmm. of where things are going because it's it's evolving so rapidly that no one actually knows. It's a moving target that you're trying to hit with a slingshot, which is – it's hard to do anyway, even on a stationary target. You're you're just you don't know what's coming up next. You bring up a really good point. One of the things I'm concerned with this is uh the college landscape college landscape, not the lamb skate, uh the college landscape uh is changing faster than we've ever seen. And and I'm not talking about um I'm I'm talking about literal speed. What I mean is, you know, like a proposal happens at noon, you need to sometimes have an answer by three o'clock, right? If, if uh, something is, is proposed Friday at 4, you need an answer by Monday lunch. And and I'm not sure this will allow UNC and NC State and all of the other schools in the UNC system to be kind of quick enough, right? Imagine if the SEC gets a, offers and says, both of you, right? 
I don't know. I, I don't anticipate that happening, but it's not outside the realm of person uh, possibilities. They say UNC, NC State, we want you both, and you're going to get full media shares. They're actually going to have to go, ah, hold on, let me go ask for permission. And they're going to go, can we call a meeting of the Board of Governors? And they'll be like, we think we can get it in on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, and then you're going to have to vote, right? And then or once the president says yes, then we have to go to the Board of Governors. Okay, that's going to take until Friday. And then in the meantime, the SEC is like, actually, sorry, we just grabbed UVA and Virginia Tech. Uh, you took your time. And it's like, no! The speed of things is concerning to me because – Traditionally, I don't believe the government moves quickly. I've been to the DMV. Uh, <laughs> Some are still waiting. Can, can you, I was gonna say, can you <laughs> Some imagine are still waiting. UNC and NC State sitting there like, what number did you get? 4,509. What number did they just call? 12. Dang it. All right. C11. <laughs> Good thing I brought a book. Yeah, that's the, no, that's the other one that happens. What number did you get? B99. What did they call? E4. I don't even know where I am in this line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 I think they called a uh, triangle. I don't know what that means. Uh, let's quit that. Let's hit this. Major league baseball announced their hall of famers. And actually I, I, I literally was like, we're going to talk about the hall of fame class. Uh, and I, I don't have to write down who it is. Cause I'll remember. I know it's Adrian Beltre. I know it's to, uh, Todd Helton. And I know there's one other. Joe Mauer, Joe Mauer, who's one of the more controversial ones. Uh, that right there is a good, Litmus test. I was a pretty big baseball fan uh, and am a pretty big baseball fan, but I was in my like peak card collecting years when uh, when those guys were all in the league. And I, I forgot about one of them. One of the, I don't want to say hacky, but uh, stereotypical uh, slow news day sports radio topics is how do you fix baseball, right? Middle of July. There's nothing going on in the, the other sports, and there's a bunch of baseball games, and you're going, why don't I care about the Twins and the Cardinals on a, a midday uh, doubleheader? And you go, all right, let's fix baseball. How do we make it more interesting? How do we make it uh, so the youths care more about it? To me, this this Hall of Fame class and kind of the, the blowback they've gotten where people are underwhelmed by it isn't the problem. The problem is... This is an, a symptom of the problem with baseball. The problem is when these these guys, I believe all three of them are Hall of Fame players. You look at their stats, you look mm -hmm. at their production, they hit the benchmarks, right? They they have the league leadings, they have the 3000s, they 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 do the things you need to do to be a Hall of Famer. Baseball's so stats heavy that they have the stats. But when they were peak, when they were the best players in the league, when they were among the best players in the league, baseball didn't turn them into superstars so now it feels like they're inducting non-superstars because they just didn't get promoted that way right right now already is lamar jackson a hall of famer is patrick mahomes a hall of famer is matt stafford a hall of famer these are being asked right already is christian mccaffrey a hall of famer already they're being asked I don't remember ever having that conversation about Adrian Beltre. And he was chasing some big goals. I don't remember ever having that conversation about Todd Helton. Not until they're on the ballot. You need to promote your stars and treat them like superstars when they're stars. So when they go into the Hall of Fame, it doesn't feel like, that guy's getting in the Hall of Fame. Anything to add, Dennis? No, it's just, it's baseball's Hall of Fame is so underwhelming. 
It's but it should be that. like like they should be whelming. Yeah. Those three should be whelming. They shouldn't be underwhelming. They should be awe-inspiring because they did some really, really impressive things. The problem is they never turned them into awe-inspiring. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.